Welcome to the Jobapreneur Podcast. This is Easy Money Drew. Please like, subscribe, forward, share, all of the above because this is purpose-driven. While I find my personal legend, I want to help you find yours. What is up? It's Easy Money Drew. Back for rounds, not one, not two, but three of compilation videos. And this compilation video is for episodes... 19 through 27 19 through 27 so i hope y'all enjoy again we're running through the first uh 45 live video edits live video edits live video interviews for my jobapreneur podcast if you don't know who i am i'm andrew curtis and i bring jobapreneurs which is entrepreneurs and full-time employees and a mix of everything in between to you to tell their stories live and direct um, so that they can be inspiring to you and help motivate you and your story. So episodes 19 through 27 are coming now. Please hit the like, subscribe, share, all those buttons that allow you to allow others to get the game too. Peace. Let's get to it. But first, like, subscribe, share, follow, forward, all of the above for all of the social medias. Holla at your boy. Welcome to the podcast. It's something different, but yeah. it was definitely a transition for me because yeah. working in the optical field in corporate, you know, working in an eyeglass store for 20 years and then transitioning into a classroom where yeah. I'm actually building different kind of relationships with kids. Yeah. You know, at high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to make money. Yeah, community college near my house had all these programs, so I just went through a list of programs and I found ophthalmic dispensing, which is being an optician. So I said, "Wow, like you know, I can I can make you know twenty dollars an hour at nineteen years old. That's really good. You know what I mean? Let me get that's great now for some people. Yeah, exactly. Um, The pandemic hit, and then I came back to corporate working in the store, and it was a different feel. It was a different vibe. I feel like corporate was trying to turn me from the optician where I love glasses into yeah. the computer person who sells eyewear. You know what I, I mean? I just wanted to be with the kids. Like working with the adults, I felt like I wanted to help the kids. Because if I see some type of issues that I see amongst adults, adults amongst us, as where a- can we fix this problem? The schools, the kids. Mm. How can I get into the schools? I think helping people in general has always been a passion for me. Uh-huh. And that's what brought me to the eyeglasses. But in the eyeglasses, there was more adults wearing glasses than kids. I need to, I need yeah. to figure out how to, how can we get this stuff out of here so that by yeah. the time people grow up, they can get these nuances out and they're not, you know, Ooh. we can fix this. Like, you yeah. know, society. I was thinking yeah. society. Yeah. I'm going to fast and, forward to when I left corporate and, and okay. really got immersed because what happened was I started teaching and when I started teaching, you know, it gets busy with teaching. I didn't know it was going to get that busy. Yeah. But I noticed that I had more of a passion to be in a classroom. I got you. And corporate was, was, it was changing me mentally and I didn't like where it was going. Leaving yeah. corporate, it was cool that I wasn't working and clocking in and things like that, but I missed the glasses. Cause I was like, man, I missed the glasses, but I can't go back to a store. There's no way yeah. to, go back to a store. So I opened my own business. And, and ah, so anybody watching is going to be like, hold on, damn, I like glasses too. I could just open my own business. Now, this now. was really like random out of the park for me. 
I was like, oh, am I really thinking like this? My, my thinking changed. And I think it happened because I started working on myself in general. Yeah. And when you start working on yourself, your mindset changes. You think different. You mm. feel different. You see things mm. different. I had Whereas, to really hone in on who I am. Yeah. Who am I? What do I want to change? What are some things I like? What are some things I don't like? Who is this person going to be? Because now there's some transformation that's about to happen. Because once you start to realize who you are, now you're starting the actualization of who you are. And things make, they start to change. I mean, at first yeah. it sounded easy. And I'm like, yeah. wait, let me see if it's really that easy. <laughs> I just went for it. I jumped in the water, Drew. I went for it. And I, I did it. Some, it. One of my optician it. friends, they said, so why are you not selling prescription? You know who you got your license. And I'm looking like, dang, you're right. Let me go get the prescription lenses on my back. Let me go get that. So now I'm full-fledged prescription Come eyewear. Now you on. start believing in yourself. You put that fear to the side. You start believing. You have faith. And you really start putting in action. It, it, it all happens. And I like happens. to go a little bit wild. And I might have a few basics. But for the most part, I'm stepping outside the box. Because I want my clients to step outside the box with me. I want Ooh. them to feel comfortable. I want to walk the tagline. Yeah, come I'm step outside the box with me. Now, yeah. based on the system that I'm using. And I'm running everything myself. I don't have BAs yet. We're going to... Yeah. Hey, you need I to schedule to an appointment. It, schedule an appointment. Yes, I try. I try to keep it simple so that they can get great quality service. Coffee, tea. We were in the backyard. You know what I mean? It's an experience. I, I want it. people to have it. an experience. Like it's not just going in the store buying eyeglasses. I want you to have an experience with me. That's what it is. Families it, first, love first. You know what mm. I mean? I make sure the home is solid. The foundation is mm. solid. That's a bar. Love <laughs> first, y'all. Yes, and then you can go do business because if your foundation and the home is not right, your business is all crazy. And as we see from our mentorship, P2P, yep. Yep. listen, we got to make sure we're right because if our personal life is in shambles, the business is going to be in shambles. I had to That's start changing my mindset before I had to get to where I am. Like, Come on, sir. As it grows, you need to be ready to let it go. Let it go. That's, That's the goal. So a job entrepreneur right. is a person who is using some of their income to take some of these risks to step out and really just develop who they want to be. Oh, I love it. Because we I can't be it. we can't be confined in the person that the job wants us to be. Woo! We got to be who we want to be. Come on. God but made us all bigger than that. Come yeah, on. But the world is so big and there's so much more yeah. out there. We can we can do that plus more. That's the thing. Mm. We can do that plus mm. more. And that's what so, it is. As Marvin Mitchell would say, both and. Both and. Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> both and. Antonia. I got into um, credit repair um, a few years back. I just wanted to be able to figure out what everybody was talking about, right? Yeah. Anytime you hear about credit repair, it's always a alert or alarming because it's like most of the yep. things that you think about first is basically somebody got to take my information and that's mine. That's yep. my information. Yep. So, you know, I fell on hard times. So I was like, I'm going to figure out how to do what they doing. I don't know mm -hmm. what they doing, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I, law. I became the law. Now, I want to go ahead and tell y'all I am not the law, but I had to become the law to understand what the consumer financial law is, what the consumer law is. Ooh. And that totally wiped out all my fear Ooh. of not knowing, right? Not knowing, which is fear, false evidence appearing real, not knowing what is capable and what I, I actually can do as a consumer, as someone being in the Ooh. United States. And what actually belongs to me, just like your social belongs to you, your credit card belongs to you. What you choose to do with it, what you choose to learn is solely up to just, you. You know, so I've also experienced identity theft, you know, kind of 
Thursday, I kind of let you guys know that, you know, I moved into an apartment. They asked me for my bank statement. I was racked up. Yeah. Had a couple of hundred thousands in there. And they used my social security to take out a line of credit. But they lived in the complex. What? And so from there, I was like, if 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 somebody could just take my, my information from signing into an apartment complex to be able to live there, yep. if we have the 20, uh, 2007 Equifax reach where our information is spread out, why is it that I'm not understanding how to control the aspect mm. that I know how to control? Mm. If somebody could easily have the accessibility to my information, That's a why do I not figure out how I can control that situation in a way mm. I know how to? Because it's so your information. It is my information. Mm. Come on. And sir. so this is why I teach credit repair. This is why I help people credit save seven years because the lack of information that we don't know is. Is, is is hindering us and making us believe that there's no other way. way you look and at Dick, Dick, Tom, and Harry and say, oh, well, Dick got this. He was given this. And no, we're not doing that over here. Yep. We're not comparing yep. lives. We're not doing that. What we're going to do is learn Woo. what is ours. And when we find out what is ours, we can take over. Come on. Right? By understanding the system and how the system is played. And then playing it. <laughs> Ooh, and then playing it. All right. You can so, have so, your niche, but they all can align together, ooh, right? And you want to offer people packages because loyal customers are the ones that's most rememberable. Yeah. And over-delivering is what we love to do. Love you it. Love you know, it. that's what our P2P family is yep. about. But at the same time, allow it to fit within what it is that you believe makes you happy, which is the end result. You're happy. Life from it. the time you're born is made of discovery. If you're not discovering, you're not finding your real true self and your real true definition. Ooh, so Lord. seeing my mom, she did psychology. I'm like, okay, people usually come to me to tell me their problems. Maybe I want to <laughs> do that. Your post be fired. I'll be like, man, is this girl a model or is she, uh, is she a credit <laughs> expert? Oh, she both. Okay, that's how we do. And so what I want to do is I am aspiring um fashion designer so some of the things that you do see on my facebook i've either made styled put together i do creative directory so i have a lot of talents but the ones that are artistic are my favorite because i get to make it my okay. own mm. personal credit is cool mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's yes. cool okay. it's but it's high <laughs> but business credit is better because we're getting larger lines of credit and essentially is in our entity right. I'm right because you get to see not only with a business or not only with a brand or an idea, you get to see your vision come alive. So you're not standing on the things that you tell people. They get to see it happen with you. I love um, it. I, and it's a powerful move, but it starts with him. So mm. a lot of times when I'm speaking, I'm speaking from him. To see to do what he do and how it's written in the book and how he read it for us before we actually were born and how it's happening now is the blessing. Come what, on. what where I can you get to the point where you're content? Now we can't we can't actually if I had if I could put the world in my hand, I would, but how do you reach contentment? Mm, come on. Come on. And that for is... me, contentment is freedom. The people that take take the play and run the play. Mm. The people that essentially is serious enough about their business and their dream and start talking like me, passionate, like I mean it, I want it. 
I'm and the am. people that says, I want to be like you, I want to be an entrepreneur like you, I see you doing your thing, but they're not only saying it, they're actually doing it. Come on. You on my team. You're for Come me. That. So essentially, because I don't want to have to do that. I want you to want it. And anybody that wants it as much as I want it for them is what fills my cup. I love it. And to be able to exchange knowledge with people and network, that will be the highlight of a lot of people's lifestyle. Come on. Get in the room. Get, get you in a the mentor, room. Get you mentee friends. Thank you, Drew. And surround yourself with the people you want to become. Um, so I was actually uh, in Puerto Rico at the time do- trying to do a cash out refi on one of my properties Ooh. and uh, things were going wrong. Things are going sideways. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh, hold on a second. I'm only like two hours away from Atlanta. Come on. Jumped on a flight, showed up. Come on. Come on. Hey, y'all. Got in the building. Action takers or money makers, get in the room. So, so yeah, room. I started going, going to school for a couple of years. Um, I was a GS employee. Um, I realized, hey, uh, I'm not making any money. I mean, these, you know, DMV is expensive, right? <laughs> so, so a contracting company came along and said, hey, I'll double your salary just like that. Nine, when the government was giving tax credits come on. after the housing crash. Come, come on, on, bro. What? No down payment. The government what? paid me to buy a house. Stop playing, bro. There was this guy named Nick Prote. He's a billionaire hedge fund guy out of New York City. He actually moved him and his family to Puerto Rico to take advantage of some of the tax situations they had going on there. So I'm sitting here like, hold on a second, you know, <laughs> follow the money. Come on now. Had the house in Las Vegas for, for less than two years. Brought the house for 485000 sold it for $685,000. <laughs> I, I see the prices going up and interest rates were still low at the time. And I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to see what this property can do. I called my realtor and he's he's excited. He's like, "Yo, you want to want to say house right now?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Ooh, we gonna go, we gonna go for it." <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh, we gonna go get it. We gonna get it." <laughs> the person who I, I got multiple cash offers, all cash offers. Bro, the person who ended up buying the house, he was the former um, CFO of MGM Grand. He actually ran um, MGM Grand in Asia. He bought the house for his daughter. Closed in two weeks. Y'all, there is money out there everywhere. Come on. What? Okay, so he's talking about moves that I'm making. Okay, the car plays are cool, right? So those are those are long-term plays. Those are those are tax we plays. Some, we got some 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 ends to work with, right? <laughs> I jumped into three different syndication deals. Come on. So 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 I thought I was doing something. I jumped into one. Damn, bro. Let's three. go. Back to back to back months. Come on. Come on, bro. So 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 when you when you calculate the amount of doors that I have. I technically have 194 doors. Woo! One more time, bro. One more time. I have 194 doors. For me, as I make money, the first thing I think about is how is this money going to be taxed? How can this money help me to offset some of my other my, my other income? Johnson, you know, like the Magic Johnson was talking. I paid for VIP. I wanted to be close. I was like, <laughs> I want to hear all the songs. I want to hear all the songs. For everybody who thinks that it doesn't take work. Come on, bro. Come on. You got to stay focused. Got to stay focused. 
My definition of a job entrepreneur is to have your job as, as your first business part. Treat your job well. Give them the work. Give them the energy. Allow them to build up your W-2 income so that you can really take down some of these exotic investments that are out there. Um, as a kid, I grew up single family home and I just watched my mother work a lot. I had you know, health issues of my own, um, which required me to go to the cardiologist a lot. And so that kind of inspired me to also want to be in the healthcare oh. field. So you're telling me before you graduated high school, you already had a certification to work as a medical Absolutely. Professor. So I was, um, with that program, I actually went to Job Corps, but it's an excellent program um, that I got to be a part of. And it was beautiful because they actually paid us. And, you know, in high school, that's like a lot of money, getting like $50, $100, every two weeks girl yeah, we, we was balling out in high school so i did end up graduating with my first degree in biology um i took my mcat i failed it so and i kind of felt the same way like this just wasn't the route that i wanted to go and i wanted to get back to the nursing of it what i learned is like everything is always in god's time and sometimes he puts us through things so that way you know we can learn from that and i was comfortable to be truthful and um i actually ended up my learning lesson was hard okay because i didn't pass that class by like literally less than a point can you imagine less than one point grow i mean that's exactly what i did i got me a hospital job i worked as a patient care tech um the whole way perseverance staying active and so i call it learning lessons but other people might say failing forward yeah. but the whole time you were focused on how do I continue to move forward? That yes. is so good. Yes. It right. wasn't easy, but I was so determined and focused. Like I just had tunnel vision. I knew that, you know, that was one of the callings for my life and I had to figure it out by any means necessary. So basically what I did was I used LinkedIn as my primary resource. I looked up, I emailed them like they knew me, like they met me. I'm like, hey, Tawana, hey, Erica, it was a pleasure meeting you. I'm just sending you my resume. I have this much experience. I did my clinicals here that, you know, and like recruiters meet thousands and hundreds of people like all the time they talk to people so i'm not gonna long, know right and they didn't how they how they gonna know <laughs> how would they know so, so i got my dream job um in the surgical trauma icu um a year later i ended up getting charged nurse then um I, the next year i ended up winning nurse of the year for the hospital yeah I just worked. I put in the work. Like, so I, I think for me, what it was, the first overtime check that I got, I ain't even gonna lie. You know, I love getting that good coin. <laughs> and so I don't think after I got off of orientation, I probably never worked less than four days a week. I would work four to five days, 12 hour shifts every day. Shortly after I got approached to be manager, about two and a half years in, everybody who reports to me, I'm I'm the youngest, you know, but that respect level was there, right? Um, after a year of serving as the manager, I got promoted to director. All the way up. You just run it ish. In the span of three years, you did what most people might take 20 years to yes. do in their career. Yes. Um, those, that really just kind of shifted my focus and put me in perspective, like as far as like what I needed to do, what I needed to take care of, and just kind of like put me in super overdrive and propelled me forward in the in the best way possible. Right. Then shortly after, I would say a few months later, then COVID hits. 
and um Lord. yes and so um that was really tough you know just to be honest it was very very tough i i think i got sick like right in the beginning and it made me stay out for like three weeks i kept calling like can i come back to work can i come back and they were like no but you know that's before they had the time frames they didn't know it was still new so they were just like you got the cooties you got to go so <laughs> Wait, hold on. You got to say that again. I endured that for about two years. And, and you can imagine, like, I just, I was, my stress levels were through the roof. Um, and then I also, you know, had a pregnancy loss as well. So that just caused me to, to like, kind of rethink, like, my life, you know, a little bit. And given all that I had accomplished in the time frame, I wanted to kind of just refocus on myself. And, you know, so I started listening to different entrepreneur, you know, podcasts and interviews and just learning more, exposing myself to a different market outside of healthcare. And then, yep. So um, I decided to invest in myself. Like it was so crazy because it wasn't like I was even following these people for a long time. I think Marvin had just came across... <laughs> You know, and um, Zoe had just came across my, you know, Instagram. Like, I stumbled upon them, yeah. and it was literally, like, maybe two or three weeks. You know, I just made a decision to invest. And you know what they say, success loves speed. So, um, it was um, like and what I did was, at the time, mm. I had good credit. Um, you know, I was making good money, and I leveraged my credit. I leveraged my credit to invest, and I didn't spend any of my own money. Um, I got a combination of business credit as well as um, personal funding to fund fund my mentorship, fund my Airbnbs, furnish everything, um, and then you making instant instant income. I'm the true definition of a jobpreneur. I excelled in my field, leveraged that starting something new new business and now i'm able to have the the time freedom flexibility that i've always wanted i am losha brooks i am the founder and ceo of first class educator we are an educational consulting firm you yep. definitely have to apply the information as quickly as you learn it. You have to apply sure. this. So, Most yeah. people feel like, oh, education, you can't make no money there. Mm, we got news it for y'all. So, Some of so. these educators don't have access to how do you build these relationships. And I didn't found a way to hack in and not only hack in, but I get paid for my information and for my Ooh. strategies that I've used. And uh -huh. districts are literally creating positions based off of my recommendations. Public schools, they're creating six-figure positions just based off of our recommendations. Louis, um, I went to St. Louis Public School, so mostly black teachers, mostly black students. And then my family thought it was a grand idea to have us participate in one of those desegregation programs and go out, <laughs> go out there, you know, with folks who don't look like us. And so to the suburbs, okay, to the, suburbs. To the suburbs. You know, and we did, we went to the best suburban school. They used to place in the nation within the top five consistently 
Um, when we went there, a lot of students who were being um, brought in from the city, a part of the desegregation program, we were placed in remedial courses without even being tested. That experience made me who I am. I will even go further to say when I was in those remedial courses, I had some teachers who really cared about us and they didn't look like me. Those same teachers work on my staff for my organization. What? I, said, I what? wanted to build a stellar team. So I went back to those same people who gave me, I feel like, a oh, sense of belonging in the education system. So you know I them kids on. who had the classes in the basement. Come you know on, what I sis. mean? It, if on. I can do it, I just always want to inspire others that it don't matter what titles you didn't had, if you didn't had an IEP or whatever type of label you've had on you, you can be successful you know what i chose to do when i entered college i literally thought i was just gonna be a writer um and just you know write books be award-winning author and well, you, you know i learned you want to be no rapper you didn't want to be no rapper because that's what your teachers would have thought rapper or athlete right i learned quickly that it doesn't matter even if you went to the best of the schools with them they still yep. look at you a certain way yep. and so uh, yep. i ended up at an HBCU, and I switched my major when I found out I was pregnant to education. And I really wanted to bring back the passion of my teachers when I was in St. Louis Public and knowing that they cared for me as a student. Two of my teachers from the HBCU are on staff. And they're from my girl, Lord! Lord, you hire everybody. Hey, anybody who's watching this live or later, if you passionate about education and you on your ish, holler at my shit. First and off, I taught English. You can hear right now, my first language is Ebonics. Okay? <laughs> so, child, and that's what I experienced by attending the HBCU in that teacher preparation yes. program. Shout I out felt her. like I belonged there and like they really cared. And I really wanted that to transpire to my students. So, I took that into the classroom with me. My students who I had here in St. Louis, ever since they were in sixth grade, those students are probably now turning 21, 22. Wow. Wow. If they don't call me every day, it's at least every other day because okay. they know that I love them. And it's beyond just writing a paper in MLA format. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to show you how to buy this foreclosure property, how to invest your money, Ooh. how to strategize. Ooh. They didn't bought they four, they first foreclosures. They 21. They started Girl, uh -uh. staffing agencies. They, they own the ball. They sit in my mentorship. And I'm going to tell you something. They are more willing to pay for information than some people our age. You know why? Because as Marvin says, without a transaction, there's rarely a transformation. Now, now, You're talking to a generation that clearly is just different. And I think it's because they started with you and they see your passion and, and the way you've already given value first. So that's amazing. Anytime I'm away from my baby, it's literally because I'm investing in information that's for them, for their kids, their kids' kids. It's going to take them and their generation to a whole new level. I, I want to lay the foundation and I am not afraid to invest in it because the dividends that it's going to pay is going to outlive any Come any on. of my future grandchildren that I ever see. I'm so Generational wealth builder, y'all. My, my oldest yeah. son, I took him out of school when I closed on one of my properties to take him to the close. I want my son to understand what it looks like and feels like to sit at the closing table. Come I want him on. to value that. He's not learning that in school. So once I became a certified teacher, literally everybody already thought and assumed I was an administrator. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, you know what? 
they getting they getting two times as much as I am as far as salary Come just on. based on their degree. On. Just, just based off the fact they had a PhD, they was making two times as much as me. And I'm like, yo, let me at least go get my master's. So I'm looking at the pay scale. I'm like, even with my master's in 10, 15 years, I'm going to only make like 5,000 more. You know I'm not doing 30 years. You know, I don't see it. Uh, I'm going to start my own educational consultant firm. She talking spicy. That's a hack. For anybody in the education space, ask your admin about PD funds, professional development funds. Okay. They have funds to send you to conferences. What I, did. I researched how much does it cost to go as a vendor and pr promote my consulting firm. Baby, listen, it was only $50 more. I paid to go as a vendor. I promoted my consulting firm. I got brochures made. I got tablecloths made. I got backdrops made. Let me tell you, I secured two contracts that doubled my income. Lord! That doubled my income. Is you have Lord. to be willing to invest in yourself. I went there. I was confident in my skill set. I let these superintendents know who was walking by, what I had to offer. We'll come to your school. We we have a nice program. We administer our content professionally, appropriately. We work with diverse staff. I'm just speaking everything into existence. And right now, I'm in my third year being full-time with my own educational consultant firm. Okay? Bars! It's, all, it's yeah. all in the name of I love education and I love getting to the bag. I married the two. I married the two. Say that one more time. We need a third time. You what? Hey. I, I married education and get into the bag. Like one of my largest contracts to date was for half a million dollars to work with teachers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. You be saying stuff and just glossing over it like a half a million. For, for y'all that don't know, that's five and then zero, zero, and then three more zero. Maya Trash, I'm your your favorite web designer, your favorite content creator. Um, I really I really help entrepreneurs cre create dope content that drives traffic to their offers, drives traffic um, to their website so that they can make money. Like, don't just mm -hmm. create content to create content. Create content with a purpose. But, okay. That's I took a class on, on web design, and I had to build a, a website for my church at the time, and it was horrible. It was it was really really horrible, but I but I liked it right. So I continued to do it as a hobby for years and years and years. And one day, a friend of mine asked me to build a, a website for his wife's organization, and they offered to pay me for it. They paid me three hundred dollars. I was like, I can get paid for doing this. Like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just around here having fun doing this as a hobby. I can get paid for this. And so I was like, okay, bet. Built that website. Um, started building other websites for other people getting paid. So I put a little package together. I called it Trash Design at the time. Um, and I went out and with my little package and I sold two projects day one. Yeah. Like um went on to build on. a build a six figure web design agency. I went I went full time. Well, I started this building websites in two thousand. I, yeah. I was doing it as a hobby for nine years. Yep. Somebody offered to what? pay me, and then I was like, this could be a business. And so <laughs> 2009 to 2015, I did it, did it as a side hustle, probably, yeah. probably, probably making about two to $3,000 a month. I'm about to chunk the deuces on, on my job. I actually tried Come to on. give them a, a, a contract and say, let me, let me still work for you as a contractor 
so I could run my business. They told me, you don't need to run a business. You're not a good business person. Okay, okay, yada, yada. I put in my two weeks notice and I left in mm-hmm. June 2015, never looked back, went did five, 5K the first month, kept increasing. 2016, my first full year in business, I hit six figures. I didn't know what six figures was. I just come on. I just was grinding. I was listening to Eric Thomas. Uh, Monday I grind. Tuesday I grind. Wednesday I grind. I'm I'm headed. I'm headed towards my seven figure year. Now that I got plugged in, now that P2P is going strong. Seven. Come on. Seven figures is like right around the corner. It's like come on, bro. Here we go. So (laughs) growing your teams, putting systems together, and you actually don't work as hard. Like, come on. on, on my way to seven figures, I'm not working this hard. I'm not, I'm not as stressed out as I used to be because I know I got a squad that's handling business. I know I got a system and a process that, that makes this thing work. Like if you do a web, you do a website with me, I have one meeting with you. And then after that meeting, I divvy things up to my team. And then the next time I talk to you, I'm looking at the website saying, Ooh, love it. Sending it, sending it to you. Yeah. Team. Team stands for what? Together, everybody achieves more. Come on. Okay. Everything I do is marketing. Whether you look at websites, that's a that's a marketing tool. Ooh. If you if you look at content creation, content creation is marketing. So yeah. I've I've I used to be very, very wide. Now I've just become very focused and narrow and saying, this is how I do marketing. This is how I got you. So it's very specific. But this big but, old LSU thing, that that ain't really do nothing for me. So um, I done spent all this time going to school for nothing. So I took a job as a, as a door-to-door salesperson, right? But it was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, and so just, just creating deals and offers on the spot, like I learned all of that, doing that, Fast forward a Come little on, bit, bro. I worked at a bank, so now I got a little more pro- professional. You know what I'm saying? I got a little more yep. profound. I was dealing, I was seeing money. I was seeing the types of people that had money, what they were doing to build money. Um, and then I went on to be a, a marketing director at a home health agency. So now I'm dealing with healthcare, dealing with doctors, learning how to how to market. And like I said, I was still doing my websites as a hobby. And so yeah. I didn't realize that web design was a part of marketing. It just didn't Come on. It didn't click. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah. didn't click. But all of this stuff just came together. And it was like all of these skills that I was getting from all these different places just came together. Uh, they were mean. doing business with me, Ramaya. Mm. And so I learned that my personal brand is what I need to focus on. Videos. Right? I started so- doing videos on Instagram and I started to build my personal brand so that people recognize me. And I can help other people build their personal brands. I'm building mine. Come on. Let me help you build yours. And that's where the whole education piece came in and I realized that marketing really is just education. Bro, yeah. This is what yeah. I need you to do. I need you to tag Gary V right now below this video in the comments. Tag Gary V. And I'm going to show you how you get the attention of anybody you want to get the attention of, right? And so I put that video out, and Gary V hit me back up. And also, Stop what, bro. Uh, he, did, he didn't do much. He just spoke. He was like, you know, shout out to you or whatever. But K-Swiss slid in my DMs. And mm. they, they, was, they was like, we love what you're doing. We appreciate it. They reposted it. They shared it. Right. What? Um. They asked me for my address to send me some to send me some shoes. Then I did, then right? I did it again. I did it again yeah. with Eric Thomas. 
I did it again with Eric Thomas. Got his attention. He commented. Come we on. chatted a little bit. All right. And so I'm like, this works, right? But then somebody, somebody, a, a, lo a local entrepreneur came to me and said, hey, bro, I am trying to do some work with, you know, this artist out in Atlanta. Help me get their attention how you did with Gary V. And that's when it clicked, like, dang, people need but this. I was like, I'm leaving dang. so much money on the table. You don't just need the thing. You need people to get to the thing. Come on. All right? A, a website, Come on. A website without traffic is like a it's like a billboard in the desert. Nobody's going to see it. <laughs> and that cactus nothing. ain't got no money to pay you. Zero, zero right. dollars. Zero people dollars. only need a website once. How, how often do you need content? Ooh. Every, every day, damn day, bro. You need come content. on. You need content every day. So I was tired of just getting paid one time, and now I got to go get another customer. That's I got. That's for everybody. Like, figure out how you can create some recurring income, some residual income, where you don't have to keep working for the money, but the money just keep chasing you month after month after month, and your come work on. is easier because now we got a relationship. You know how I work. I know how you work. You know what I know. What you need, I can deliver it to you with ease. I'm not trying to figure it out. Right. That's a power move, like a power lifter. And that's a system right. where we only need to spend thirty to forty five minutes together per month, and you have you have like twenty to thirty reels for the entire Ooh. month that's ready to go Ooh. out. Every yeah, month. you you pay and your you pay your gas and electric every month. You pay your mortgage every month. You yep. pay your insurance every month. Watch, I, I I need to get paid every month too. Right? I need to get Let's paid go. every month too. So every I month, to give figure, me my money. I have to figure out a system. What is something that people need every single month? So learn what you can learn. One thing I didn't say is every every place that I went to. So I I pulled and I took pieces from everywhere and I and I made it my own. So don't miss the opportunity to learn where you are because you're gonna need those skills in the future. Come on, look, as as Storm Leroy would say, your your job is your first business partner. Fact. Come on, bro. Of course, I'm Tanisha Bland. I am a daughter of being the only girl with five brothers. Dad, girl, hold on, what? And so I've been around kids my entire life. Um, but then when I got to college, I had my son in college, and of course, you at, you at school, you got kids, you got to work to feed that baby. So I started okay. working. <laughs> I started working as the direct support professional for um, individuals with disabilities. School during the day and work in the evening. I mean, I had an amazing support system with my sorority sisters and my best friends at the time. So. I was really able to make money to survive while I was in school, working Respect. in the field of disabilities. Z-Fab I, 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 I wasn't in the fraternity sorority, so I don't mean no more, but I know I know the camaraderie, the sisterhood, and brotherhood that is, is tight. So University of? Missouri. Okay. My bad, my bad. That's what the M-I-Z-Z. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was a young mom, you know, I think I was, what, 20 years old when I had my first kid. I was a lead person working in houses as a direct support professional mm -hmm. um, for another company that worked with individual disabilities. And it just kept going on. And then somebody was like, girl, you can work in schools. You got degrees. 
I don't know. So I became a career profession. Just you know, it was my calling. You know. Yeah. And one day, uh, my supervisor was like, "Hey, you can take this ABA training." So ABA is Applied Behavior Analysis, and basically we work on adaptive behaviors and changing behaviors and teaching new skills. You know, using behavior science. Yeah. And so the lady that was doing the training, she was just talking all good stuff, and you know how kids make progress by using this science in a strategic way and yeah. i was just like mm, ma'am ma'am what's your title she was like board certified behavior analyst you know that moment when purpose and passion meet oh. opportunity my life oh, oh. I oh. Uh -huh. it was destiny it was everything uh -huh. in between Come on. i was just like Come on. I want to be, I want to be you. I want to do that. I mean, she was showing progress. She was showing how to do everything so strategic where these kids, they become independent. They learn new skills. They can engage in other children. You know, don't let that disability or diagnosis stop them. Yeah. There's just oh. some skills that are missing. And here there's a science that help you make that connection. Oh, I'm all for it. Oh, like, I've been baby. doing this forever, but there's a better way. Not if you want to go somewhere, you find somebody who's doing it, and then you go that path. So, yeah, you know, I was uh, going to the bank, and I just decided to create a nonprofit. Like, nah, you create a nonprofit. We got to dig into that now more, too. Lord. Listen, I created a nonprofit, which is basically um, an indoor play space that is inclusive. You know how we have those inclusive outdoor play spaces. Yep, But yep. not all kids can be outside Yep. with whatever diagnoses or abilities that they have so an all yep. ability indoor play space Ooh. is still in the process you know i'm a forever student like you gotta be in the room you learn things that you don't get taught in the school system nobody's nobody's sitting here telling me how to create a business and that was the waste i teach my son i'm like listen baby listen if you don't know what you want to do don't go into college until you absolutely know but tell me what you want because i can put you in front of a person that does that there when i put you in front of you can Come learn on. it faster and bars and more Girl. efficient like i told you i was going to school i was working just because that's what i was taught to do yep i was always yep. taught to work two jobs make that money stack it up Yep. Just spend it on bills and yep. whatever you like. Yep. And just keep doing it again the next day. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's never too late. And and the fact that you're going down the paths that you're going down is super powerful for everyone in your family, no matter the generation. And, and so I was like, I want to start my own business. So I, you know, I started my little plans while I was working. Had my brother I love do my it. branding. I love it. But I just set that to a side. And then, but once I had that idea, I was like, okay. I can do the clinic clinical stuff, you know. I can ABA all the way. I'm listening. ABA all day. Come on, baby. Bay. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, come on. My my specialty is high intensive behaviors of the mid age group. You know, like the teenagers, younger yeah. adults. Because I ain't so, gonna front. By teenage age, that's when kids get a little strength on them. They got too much attitude in general already. I would probably fight a kid. But when I was like, I could do clinic, clinical stuff all day, every day, but I didn't know the business side. So I got Regal Behavior Solutions is here because they Ooh, One more time. Shout out your business. One more time, sis. Regal Behavior Solutions, LLC, is LLC. here in St. Louis, Missouri, 
but I Let's also go. do virtual, so I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on, hold on. You do virtual? Because I got a virtual staffing company. You need some help, sis? I got you. Um, you know right. I do. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm working in my purpose. I'm working. I'm passionate. Come on. It's purpose and passion meeting destiny. It's, it's all there. That's where I'm at right now. Come on. So I'm excited to add on new people so we can continue to grow and I can get all these people off these waitlists. By just doing what I'm doing now, I've learned a lot of what the parents need that they're not getting. Come on. Uh, but there's a gap on what the parents really need mentally, emotionally, and physically that no program has ever has provided. I got to bring that, that billions up. Y'all like, I want to sell that bad boy for a good you know, couple Come on. Of millions before I sell before I sell it, um, and then go into my next venture. But at that very moment where you get that, ah, you find your purpose and your passion. Come on, you get on it, and you, Come on. you take action. Uh, when I was finishing high school and come, getting ready to, to come to America, inflation rate was over 2 million percent. And the price of your meal would go up um, while you're having the meal. Your quotation was valid for 15 minutes. You know, now, like here in America, like if you get a quotation, usually it's valid for 30 days. In yeah. So the only thing that I had to hold on to was faith, belief, and hope. I define hope as having only positive expectations, right? right? Give up on this American dream. Like, how are you going to go? Like, we can't even survive here. But I only had positive expectations. So it led me to take actions that other people didn't take. So your viewpoint in life changes everything. It's either you're, yep. you're, you're looking at the resources that are there or not there. And you miss out on the other side, which is being resourceful. Number one, yep. you need to be yep. accountable. You need to own your destiny. You shouldn't let society or other people tell you what you can or cannot do. Because if you're resourceful, right. Come on. you can create the, on. the things that you need in order for Ooh. you to propel and, and move God's forward. Image. And okay. the, the first thing we learn about God is that he's a creator. Anything that you want in life, you can create Come on. whatever reality, whatever thing you want. Nobody was born a CEO, but no. for you to keep it, you have to continuously create opportunities that enable you to enjoy that title or that Ooh, reality. Okay, right? there's steps to it, right? So break it down into, into small steps and figure out, okay, I need to get to this level. Ooh. And then once I get to this level, get to this Ooh. level. Once I get to this level and this level. It's like winning the Super Bowl. So the number one resource I figured out that I needed was the internet. So what I did is I created what I call a no-lose um, scenario. If you have nothing to lose, it means everything else is upside, right? Because you don't lose anything yeah. by doing it. So I went to a guy who owned an internet cafe, and I presented to him a no-lose scenario. He had and my thesis was, you know, listen... Your internet cafe is open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. What if you were to open it five hours longer and, and, and close it at 11 p.m.? And guess what? A week later, Come remember on. it was a two-week trial. A week later, he calls me and he goes, Akuda, we're making more money in the five hours that you're working than the 12-hour shift before you. 
so for him it was like a no-brainer i was like dude <clears throat> full steam ahead you know? let's let's go ahead and do it you know and what i would do is yeah. at 11 p.m i'd get everybody out of the internet cafe and then i'd lock myself inside the internet cafe and from 11 p.m until 6 a.m in the morning i had seven hours of uninterrupted internet access. so so i did that for two years two years working night shift and and sleeping in an internet cafe and after that <clears throat> i ended up getting a scholarship uh at a school in florida to nice. study now it just doesn't come immediately but sometimes you are actually tested because without a test there's Ooh. no testimony and, you know four plus years of my life i do not know a single soul Bruh. and thank god for the scholarship right and um i remember arriving at miami international airport and i'm like holy moly like i only have 40 you know, bucks I'm, I'm looking at the prices for the cab to get to where <laughs> i was going it was like all of the money like 40 dollars in my pocket a suitcase and a dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur <clears throat> when i was in college i started my first business now it's important guys to realize that sometimes ideas and and things are put inside of you because you successfully stood in that situation unlocks your next situation god is testing you to see can you manage the resources that i'm giving you right to whom you know much is given much is expected but you never get much until you can successfully show that you can manage little what i was given to manage first was 40 bucks right Hello. now i manage multi-million dollar budgets but i first had to figure out how to manage 40 dollars they heard about the story of like oh there's a kid who started a business and they recruited me i had a job offer with no interview before i graduated organization now the interesting thing is the job they offered me didn't exist in the company before i did my thing i launched multiple businesses uh in this multi-billion dollar company my first <laughs> business went from zero to over 25 million in annualized revenue in less than three years and then the big guys showed up and when i'm talking about the big guys i'm talking about anheuser-busch the guys that own budweiser and they were like, hey, you guys, we see what you guys are doing from an innovation perspective. Woo! We need some of that juice. So remember, the kid who came from Zimbabwe with $40 in his pocket was now working with probably the largest beer brand in America, getting a $30 million check yep. to create a business yep. for them. Anyway, I get a call. They're like, hey, come to New York City. You know, there's a meeting. You need to be there and sometimes you don't need to ask a lot of questions right and that's the problem with a lot of people is that you, you you try to understand too much sometimes you just need to show meeting. up i didn't right. know who i was meeting with so i just step into the room and they start telling me about a man who went to san francisco and when and this guy was inspired and he was like hey what yes. if we're to create yeah. a mission-based cookie company taking inspiration from the nuns and um long story short they basically were like hey we have the money 
we have this idea, but what we don't have is the entrepreneur who can take this idea to life, and you are the guy. Like, what? We Sounds want- interesting. Who are the people involved? And guess what? The guy who had met with the nuns in San Francisco is Tony Robbins. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, Tony freaking Robbins? <laughs> so one of the things I've learned and I've realized is that, you know, sometimes we shrink just because someone is, you know, X, Y, and Z. But if you're in the same room with them, Marvin always talks about it, you're at the same level yep. playing field, yep. right? And, and I'm saying this with <laughs> as much humility uh, as possible, but you just need to be confident. Uh, uh, you, you just need to be confident. A yeah. lot of people miss out on opportunities because Come on. you might know how to do it. You might have the knowledge, but you're just not confident enough to sit at the table and show your value. Because it all comes from you. Does it mean it's going to be easy? No. Does it mean that you're probably going to need to outwork the person next to you? Yes, but you make the decision. So a jobopreneur in my eyes is someone who understands the task at hand. And while you're doing that, you're creating value for the marketplace. You're creating value for yourself. You live life on your terms rather than let life dictate terms to you. So if you you never want to be poor in your life, solve problems. That's what all the, the wealthiest people do. Think about it. Drew, I just appreciate you because from day one of meeting you, your energy was just so positive. Like you have a light about you. Like oh. I remember when I first met you, I had no idea who you were, but you knew who I was because I remember yep. you could be like, "Hey, Miss Alo," and I'm like, uh-huh. I, don't know <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you. I felt like I had met a long lost brother, a long lost friend. Your energy is just so real. And so, like, you're necessary for this world. Like, you genuinely are. We need more good-hearted people like you. And so I'm so proud of you for doing this podcast, for wanting to educate people, for wanting to give people, you know, the awareness of entrepreneurship and the real that goes on behind it. So I thank you so much for using your platform for positivity to help so many people. And and if you guys are my followers, if you guys do not know who Drew is, please follow this man. I'm naturally an encourager. I'm naturally a cheerleader and like and where that came from drew and we'll talk about myself is that which is so weird because it's weird for me to talk about myself <laughs> but i used to be so mean like i used to be what? so oh. my father is a pastor and mm. in birmingham alabama being a pastor's kid is like a big deal like especially yeah. because my um my dad's church we grew up to 3,500 members when people could barely get 15 you know what i'm saying yeah. um, we have a 17.5 million dollar church in birmingham alabama oh, for gracious um, we have 2.5, uh, two, excuse me. Ooh, I'm claiming that we have 215 acres of land here in Birmingham. So growing up, I kind of, because of what my dad did, I kind of grew an air about myself that I didn't even realize that I had. In really? college, I wasn't so nice. <laughs> I didn't even realize how mean I was until like I look back on situations where it was just like, I had a real deal. Like I thought I was better than everybody. I didn't realize that I had it until like growth and maturity, but it would be like the way I would look at people and just instantly judge them. Well, my husband actually um, coaches at now. So God just brought us all the way full circle. So I went to UAB and I met my husband. I did not like him. When I first met Matt, I absolutely (laughs) can't stand him person. And I was like, I don't want to be a herder no more. Come on. Come on. 
no more. Like, I don't, I don't want that to be when people see me, they're fearful. When people see me, they want to turn and go the other way. That's not what I want to leave behind. That's not the legacy that I want to leave behind. Like um, What Ayla was telling y'all is that words can either hurt or they can heal. It's really Like, I see her content, and it makes me proud to see her show up for herself. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Person, like, oh, I cussed her ass out. Now, now look at her. <laughs> You're welcome, sis. You're welcome. Let me know. I had to learn how to calm down. It's like mm -hmm. now people understand why I went through everything I went through. That gestational diabetes thing taught me how to chill. My wow. mindset is different. I'm here for the education and to see what you do. Come why? Because I'm a multi-millionaire. You the speaker. Woo! You the author. I want to be where you are. So more than what you say I'm learning from, I'm learning from what you do. Do you know how many million dollar conversations I've been a part of by being a fly on the wall? Yep. Come because on. I'm not afraid to serve, Drew. Woo! Hey, Lo, get the camera. Like, from this angle, I say, oh, so he like what I'm doing. Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> right now. I can call Runway Billionaire on the phone right now. I can hit up Annette Power and she be like, hey, sis, right Come now. I, there's so many connections that I have because of the fact that I was just able to serve the right person. Come on. There's levels to this. And you got, if you don't have the money to get in, serve your way in. And Woo! I'm saying to do both i mean one or the other but just because honestly my pocket's good but i didn't have to use my money if come i on. knew how to use my hands you come know on. what i'm saying you want to get somebody's attention come like you said with the value first that's it show them what you got come on show me what you got i can get paid to give people confidence so that's why it's good to have a confidence coach in your life to be able to help you with the giftings that yep. they can put the giftings outside of yourself because sometimes you don't even realize that you're doing the thing that you Fact. do if you don't see the worth and the value and want to hit me up and want me to be your confidence coach then okay like i'm I, i'm okay with that but for those that do see the value i'm here for you Love i'm here it. for you here for people because i do genuinely care so we got the mindset in the tools and the strategy not just to make money but to multiply our money and not just to multiply our money but to maintain our money Ooh. and to our money so we know what to do with this money y'all know they say we in a recession not down the path baby oh, we are down the path to prosperity we ain't recession nothing we are over here getting Let's it y'all want to be down with the p2p tribe Holla at your girl. I got you. I was Come speaking up, to a beautiful, a beautiful young lady, and I told her, I said, oh, you did such a great job. She says, my job is worship. Mm. Oh, my job is worship. So if I had to say what an entrepreneur, uh, jobopreneur is, it's an entrepreneur who understands and recognizes that their job is not about them, but it's worship to God. So they move in a spirit of excellence because they don't just work for themselves. They work for God. God is my fear. God is my boss. So I'm going to give him the very best that I got. I'm not going to be lazy because it's just for me. A job entrepreneur gives them their absolute best because they know who they're working for. They know who they are and whose they are. I got to say this. Like, subscribe, share, forward, whatever other social media stuff you say to let Easy Money Drew and the crew know that you support, you understand, you get it, and you're learning. We appreciate you. Now cut to that.